0: Welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy. I'm here today with Amy Oztan of Amy Ever After. Hi. Hello. Happy New Year.
1: Happy
0: New Year. Um, And of course, we have Andrea Smith here as well, our technology guru extraordinaire.
2: Hello and Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year. I'm so excited. I don't maybe our long term listeners will realize, um, but maybe not usually this first week of January. Andrea and Amy are in Las Vegas at CES, (laughs) and I'm here in New York, Um, so happy that I'm not in Las Vegas, (laughs) And, and I'm living vicariously through them, which is, I think, the only way I like to experience CES at this point, but this year's CES is virtual because of the pandemic, so Amy and Andrea are where they're supposed to be in Brooklyn and New Jersey. Um, And everyone is figuring out virtual CES. And it's funny because they obviously never update their press list. So I get inundated with invites to like virtual floor tours and all these virtual show things, which I kind of feel like, why don't they just always do it this way? I don't know. Just It's so nice not to have to be there. I mean, you don't see all the cool stuff up close, but um, I don't know. What happens to them if like everyone realizes this is a preferable way to be? I've got (laughs) to say,
2: not getting on a plane on January 2nd was really nice. Like not thinking all through the holidays, I got to pack, I got to go. Is my presentation ready? Is the event ready? You know, it was really nice to have a holiday that I didn't have to think about those things.
1: They got to move this to March.
2: Well, but you know what's interesting is this year, because it's virtual and they didn't have to depend on the event space available, the um, convention center in Las Vegas, that they actually pushed the whole show back a week. So it's not starting until the 11th, which is crazy. If
1: they did that in real time, I'd be so thrilled.
0: Everyone would.
1: I mean, you can tell that like for decades, probably this was designed and attended by men who were not spending December doing holiday stuff. It's
0: also um, still stuck in the old-fashioned way that buying happened, right? Like stores had to place orders to get delivery, to get whatever. And now because everything's online, that doesn't hold anyway, the retail cycle. So it's sort of stuck in this weird, um, you know, late, mid to late 20th century buying cycle idea that's not true anymore.
1: I would also like to point out that this time last year, a little later, a week from now, I was at CES – after bragging for years and years that I never got sick at CES, I was sicker than I've ever been in my entire life. And considering where I was, and who was there, and what I had been doing, which is touching everyone, and when, and when, um, I might have been sick with COVID. I'm still convinced. I'm I'm still convinced 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 that you were one of the first COVID people. Was I, I a Although, super spreader? Did I bring it? No. I, I was going to oh, no. say, say, did I bring it back to New York? But they said that New York got hit with the European version. Although I could have gotten it from a no, European
2: but, also. But think yeah. about this. All of those European and Asian people coming, like people come from all over the world for CES. right? There were and 100 you think directly it, from Wuhan. There were so many people who got sick that I heard of anecdotally at that show that they then got on a plane to go home and probably spread it to the entire plane. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think yeah. that you really... I remember getting home, honestly, and texting Rebecca like, I haven't heard from Amy. I left her in this hotel. I was right there with her. I haven't heard from her. What are we going to do?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was on I was really...
2: Like, remember I had to call the front desk and have them call you? Yeah. You were... Gone. I spent about
1: 12 hours trying to reach the bottle of water on my bedside table.
2: Right. And I remember saying to you, drink water when I left. Because I was like, (laughs) get rid of this Diet Dr. Pepper, drink water.
1: You were telling me that and I wasn't even sick at that point. I know.
0: (laughs) Maybe that's why I got sick.
1: Maybe it was the water.
0: (laughs) Stop drinking Diet (laughs) Dr. Pepper, your secret weapon. I I mean, the sickest I ever was in my adult life was... um, when I came back from CES, that was the last year I went. I told you guys, I'm not going back. Like it was, it traumatized me. I was so sick on the plane (laughs) on the way home that I didn't think I could get from the airport home when we landed in new york i actually called my husband and i was like you might have to come get me like i was laying on a bench in baggage claim oh my god i didn't think i could make it to the car and did Um, Corey
2: come and claim you no i made it out to an
0: uber and like laid down in the back seat and prayed that the guy did just like take me somewhere else um but it was like the worst i couldn't believe how sick i was Um, i'll
2: tell you this so-called ces flu really really does it to you so amy maybe you just had the ces flu we'll never know but we'll never know
0: but regardless, it will we're be home. something you, you don't carry forward into this year because that is what our show <laughs> is about today. After that long winded introduction, um, we are going to be talking about we decided instead of resolutions, we're going to do the intentions move, which seems to be what everyone is shifting to now is realizing that I think they said most resolutions are broken by um february like mid february people have given up on the resolutions but intentions give you a little more forgiveness yeah um and maybe more stick-to-itiveness because you're going a little gentler on yourself um well,
1: and if you're and- like me if you if you have a perfectionist brain it gives you a it, it gives you a way out because without quitting everything because i can't do resolutions because if i don't do it perfectly on january 2nd then I'm like done for the year. Like it, it just doesn't work with my brain.
0: Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Um, and I think that's especially true. You know, there's sort of the tried and true resolutions people make usually regarding health, um, either losing weight or exercising more or like I and people will say like, I'm going to the gym five days a week. And then to your point, Amy, like if they miss two days, they're like, eh, well, forget that I'm not going anymore. Yep. Um, whereas maybe just saying like, I don't know, a gentler way of doing it. I
1: intend to exercise more.
0: I intend to exercise more, but maybe also, like, I intend to exercise an hour a week. Maybe that's cumulative. Maybe that's one hour to shot. You know, like, maybe you give yourself a little more uh, flexibility. <laughs> right. Like, you give
2: yourself different options on how to achieve those goals.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, And then you also think back um, this last year, and this is a weird year to do that, granted, um, and think about what you want to carry forward rather than all the things you need to change. Think about actually what worked for you this year and what you'd like to carry forward. So who wants to start with their intentions for the new year? (sighs)
2: I can start because you know my intentions are really. What I did was I looked back, right, and I looked back at the things that changed in my life during this pandemic. Um, Obviously, we slowed down a lot because you know, for me, I wasn't commuting to the city and I wasn't juggling eight thousand work things, which was both good and bad. Um, But there was so much good, you know. I wanted to be able to look back and say what was good, what made me happy, what brought me joy. And those things are really things that I never took note of, or maybe took for granted before. And those are the kinds of things that I want to carry forward as an intention, you know, to, to really, um, take note of them and live in the moment. Like I started walking with friends every single morning. I mean, it could be 24 degrees out and we still walk at 8 AM and it's a group of friends and we've become so close. We all wear masks by the way, when we walk, there's four or five of us, um, and it's taught me a lot about just you know the spirit of having a buddy um having somebody kind of to hold you accountable for what you want to do and also to have companionship those are things that i just took for granted before i don't know about you guys but i just like it was just there but now i'm so happy in covid that i'm not alone in my house with nobody to talk to and nobody to socialize with so that's one thing Um, And the other thing is connections, because it sounds crazy, and I am totally Zoomed out. But I started having Zoom chats with people like my best friend from high school in Montana, who we used to text and we used to um, sometimes call. We used to get together every year or two and go away for a weekend. But we've started talking and connecting on Zoom. And it's made us closer. It's made us more real to each other. So I think that it's those personal connections that I want to carry forward and get a dog.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Shoot, guys. No, this- don't. Ever- no, listen one of the great things about what's been happening for the past um, nine months is that everybody is meeting everybody else's pets online. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you like people were apologizing in the beginning for like, oh, I'm so sorry, my dog is on my desk. And people were like, no, we want to see him. You know, so like it's it. that's one. And like in classrooms, you know, the teachers have been like having the kids bring their pets in and introduce them. And so that's really sweet. It is sweet. I mean, I've done segments that my
2: cats, and you know how much they drive me crazy while we're recording the podcast. I mean, my cat has literally walked by and all you see is a tail going by in front of the camera. And there was one segment where Mila actually got up on my desk, I'm sure I told you about this, and I thought she was just being cute and curled up and looking at the camera. And then my producer sent me the video and she was licking her butt on live television (laughs) behind me. I was like... That is so unladylike. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: it's like
1: they like they make little cameos, and everybody is just so enchanted.
0: What about you, Amy? What
1: about me? Um, hmm. I mean, I honestly didn't think about it a whole lot, just because, like we said, we were going to do this episode because I really don't do resolutions. If I start something new, it's always after CES. Like, there's this thing that happens in my brain where, you know, I've just had like the excesses of Thanksgiving and Christmas and then I go to CES and I'm, I just totally abuse my body with like, you know, rich food and, you know, it's, I get back and then usually in February, that's when I start being like, oh, I need to lose some weight. This is not good. And that's what happened last February and you know since last february i've lost almost 50 pounds so without having like weight to be better about i'm lost like um i don't know like i i guess just be i need to be more consistent with things um i i'm really 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 bad about starting things, whether it's a project, whether it's a blog post, whether it's a video, I probably have hundreds, I'm not exaggerating, hundreds of blog posts and videos in progress that don't even need that much to be finished. And then like I move on to something else. So I guess my intention should be to finish what I start. I think that if I could even do that a little bit, I would just be so much more productive.
0: So that's really interesting because um, I'm just thinking about like in terms of like carrying something forward from 2020, right? And you lost all this weight. So you are, and that's a constant like in progress thing. Um, But you have stuck with that the entire time. And so I wonder if um, the not finishing because you are a perfectionist is more about the perfect being the enemy of the done. always. And it makes me wonder, just I remember this with Kids Views, we got to a point that was similar and we realized that um, we needed to outsource that last bit or the bit that was holding us back or whatever it was. And it's kind of amazing when you invest money in yourself, (laughs) Um, you know, rather than in other things or like you would never hesitate to um pay someone to help Fiona, right? With if she needed tutoring, if she needed a project. It's sort of the same thing. It's like taking that mindset and saying you're worth that investment. Um, and sort of acknowledging that you're not going to do it. Right. Like that's always the hardest part is sort of saying, you know what? I'm really not going to do it, (laughs) to be honest with
1: myself. Well, Um, okay, but here's the problem, because like I've tried to do this so many times and I have done it successfully in some places. Like I did hire somebody to handle certain social media things that I do, um, and that's going well. But I did. But somebody else I hired, it kind of blew up in my face and didn't work. It's you know, it's it's hit or miss. I do try. It's not about worth. It's not about me not wanting to do the thing. It's about like if we were to take like finishing the videos, finishing the blog posts, that's me. I have to do that. It would take so long to explain to somebody else how to finish that. And for some of it, like it's literally getting the rest of me on tape. Like it has to be me. So I agree on the outsourcing and it's, I'm happy to spend the money, but it's not as easy. If you've got a business and you already have different people doing things, I think it's easier to say, okay, I need to hire somebody to do this thing. When your business is yourself, it's harder because I don't want a a website where somebody else is writing my posts, you know? I don't want to have other people doing videos. It's it's about me. People, you so, know, right. when
2: I'm overwhelmed and crazed and like, oh my God, I have so much going on. And people say to me, well, can't you hire someone? It's like, no, because people hire me for me. Right. I can't hire someone to write an article for me. I can't right. write someone to do a segment for me. I, you know, You'd I can't hire someone surprised. to review.
0: <laughs> well, I know this sounds crazy, but not video, not not yourself on video, but certainly right. finishing the video. But what about like if
2: somebody hired, uh, I would love to hire someone to produce my video. Like if I could record a video and pass it off. That I would love that if I could can hire do. someone to do so. Right, that you can do. Let's talk. I would love to hire <laughs> someone me. to do social media or my web stuff. Right. I
0: don't get my but own can, stuff. Though. You can definitely, but you can hire people to do all of that. I mean, we had people writing our blog posts, and one of the things I realized um, as we did it was it was a process. The first four or five did not sound the way we sound. Did not sound right. But by six or seven of working back and forth with a writer. Um, they do understand your tone and they do understand how you write and they can start to write like you look, otherwise, Martha Stewart wouldn't have a magazine and an empire if she didn't have a million people who could write like her. Um, and you then edit it, right? So you are the polisher. You are the person who says, "Mm, that's not how I would say it. I would say it like this, or this is where I'd want to make this point. But, um, you would be surprised (laughs) at how, not precious those things actually are and how much better it is when they start to get done. Um And I think this just for our listeners, like, you know, I know so many women who feel this way about a million things they do in their homes, Um, you know, that women tend to get overwhelmed with the, the stuff because when someone else does it, they don't do it their way. And so th- there's just a strife there, right? Like you'll often hear like a a husband or a partner say, like, well, I don't fold the laundry like you, so why should I do it? Or I don't do-. and it becomes this like self-fulfilling um martyrdom of a sense. But it also becomes a way that like women just have too much shit to do. <laughs> it's
1: like- so funny because I think on a show like maybe two or three years ago, I said that I intended to get a housekeeper because I was just losing complete control of my house. And it was for the you know, it was for exactly those reasons that I hadn't done it yet. Like, you know, they won't do it like I do it, except I'm not doing it. So that doesn't make sense. And it, I didn't do it right away, but I did finally do it. Like, if you can find those you things. You did. Yeah, and, and and you're right,
2: and it, it is like that mother, not that new mother kind of thing, where like, well, you can't change the diaper because nobody changes it the way I do, or you can't empty the dishwasher because you don't do it right. But if you, I think it's about control, right? Yeah. And if you oh, can give up that control of it has to be done my way or it shouldn't get done at all, then you know you can work with someone and kind of figure out a way that that works for both of you.
1: Yeah, but you know, going back to me because it is all about me, <laughs> of course. Uh- <laughs> for me it's not even like it's not even a matter of time like it's not that i'm too busy to finish those product projects i just need to finish one before i move on to the next that's all it is it's not like i I spent just as much time working on half of the next one as it would have taken to finish the first one it's just there's a a mental reason
0: yeah (laughs) like that's what i'm saying so sometimes you have to like force yourself to do the thing and actually put it out like um Well, if you see more than six
1: blog posts on my on my
0: site this year and more than one video, (laughs) you'll know that I did it. So I this year um, took my blog down. I just was like, why is this still up? I'm not even going to pretend anymore. Um, And I didn't care about the traffic I was still getting from SEO, like all that stuff. I really just decided that I, I didn't like it anymore and I didn't want it out there. And I took it all down. Huh. Did you save um, it? Yeah. It's, it's just unpublished. Like it's, it's all there. It just unpublished it. Um, and it's, it was really interesting to do that because what was stopping me is I kept saying, I'm going to go in and rewrite all these articles from like the beginning when I didn't know what SEO was and I'm going to make my pictures pretty and all the things that like didn't exist when I started blogging, you know, 15 years ago, whenever it was 14 years ago And I never did that. And so instead I had this thing that I realized people found when they looked me up and I didn't like it.
1: Oh, it was like not even a representation of you at all.
0: Not, not, not. I mean, hadn't written on it in probably five years. The last post I had written was like a sponsored post and probably the last 10 posts on there were like sponsored posts for products that I was like, ew, like, I don't, I don't want that to be what I'm representative of. Right. Um, And so I just took it down and it was interesting this year during the pandemic to have time to sort of reevaluate those things like just, um, you know, I think there are a lot of people who like redid their living rooms or painted their kitchens or, you know, like Mm -hmm. obviously people had to make home offices out of some kind of space and sort of reevaluate like where you were living, how you were living, how you were spending your time, how you were spending your money. Um, and you know, one of the things I've always been really anal about is, um, tracking our family spending. Um, I've used mint for, I think since its inception, which might be like, I don't know what it is, 10, 15 years. Um, and every Friday I can I, I go through every single thing. And part of that's always been, cause I've been a freelancer. So I've always been really anal about keeping track of all my expenses. But, um, this year I was doing it less and less because we weren't really spending a lot of money, but also like, it was just boring to keep track of expenses during the pandemic. Cause we weren't doing anything. Like it was all groceries. <laughs> it was just like groceries, 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 groceries. <laughs> um, so the end of the year I had to do all that to get it all ready for taxes and whatever for next year. And um, there was a lot of stuff. Like I sat down and I was like, our spending Totally changed, obviously, because the pandemic. But I liked how it changed. Like I liked how we weren't spending money just because. Like if that makes sense. Like that's something I want to bring forward to this year. Was um not that I was necessarily second guessing things when we bought them, but they were much more um intentional because we weren't just out all the time. Like oh, I feel you had like-, to,
1: like make an effort really. To even bring it into your life.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like, do, is that even like groceries when you're doing it online, right? Which I usually do. I you know, I do a lot of my grocery shopping online, but I would say it was like 50-50 before the pandemic. And then it was like 90-10, you mm-hmm. know, during the pandemic. And still, um, there's some, you don't have the impulse buys when you shop online. Um, they try. They try to throw things at <laughs> you like, oh, look at the, this, whatever. But it doesn't, it I don't know it was just interesting to see how much more intentional and even when we ordered in um, we had like a lot more thought towards what we wanted <laughs> because we weren't ordering in so much um, and i had to think about what i was cooking all week so like i had to really think about what i was grocery shopping for whereas before maybe i'd be like oh i'll pick up this on another day or i'll pick up the oh that looks interesting like i'll maybe i'll make something like that like now i had to think like what am i going to make all week what do i need Um, That's so
2: funny. I wake up every morning and I'm like, what am I having for dinner? Do I have to take it out of the freezer? (laughs) Like, I haven't even had breakfast yet, but what am I having for dinner?
0: Right. But right. Like, that's how I feel, too. Like, I'm like, oh, I have to defrost the chicken the night before if I'm making chicken or like whatever it is. Um, I kind of like all of that. Like, I feel like it made us much more aware of what we were spending our money on Um, and like what we missed spending money on. That was also like a really weird thing to think about that I also want to carry forward this year but like when I saw that we spent no money on tickets to things Mm. um yeah I'm like oh my god we didn't go to the theater all year like of course not like we we were the Broadway was shut right like all Broadway was shut the movie theaters were shut um oh my god do I miss it like I it's not like an expense that I looked at and I was like wow we saved all this money on tickets I was like oh my god that is like a huge chunk of our life Yeah, Um, that we didn't do this year. And it felt so weird. And same with travel, like it just felt really weird. Um, But I don't know, I like I liked the intentionality and the purposeful purposefulness, I guess, of how we spent our money this year.
2: That's Um, really interesting, because, you know, I've spent You know, food, that's it. I feel like that's all I've done. And Kohl's, I buy a lot of workout clothes. (laughs) I have have more workout pants now and, you know, workout shirts and sweatshirts. And, you know, I mean, I'm with the same people every morning. I have to, you know, vary my outfit. (laughs) And of course it all has to be purple. So I bought a beautiful yeah. oh purple God. jacket on sale. I mean, it's great. But what you know, what you're saying is it is purposeful. You know, I go on, I choose what I want. If it doesn't have a side pocket for my phone, I'm not buying it. You know, there's no right. impulse spending. You know, and if it was, my God, I'm only in Kohl's, right? It's not like I'm in Nordstrom. But I find that sometimes if I'm thinking about buying something, like um, I, I don't know, maybe cookware or my new monitor for my computer, I'm able to say, I spent so little money this year, and yeah. this is what I'm focused on right now, my monitor, I'm worth it, spend the money. And it, it's really given me a little bit of a new perspective going back to that, are you worth spending the money?
0: Yeah, we um we bought a new TV, which is something we've been talking about for probably last four years. Um our TV this year was eleven years old. Um and we wanted something bigger. Obviously in eleven years TVs have just gotten just so much better. Yeah. Um cheaper. But but yeah, and way cheaper for what you can get. And and you know what we realized was like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> like we're watching TV and movie theaters and broadway and all those all the other ways we entertained ourselves like that's not opening for at least another six months probably more and um this is it like streaming tv shows watching movies watching um theater on the tv like i've been watching opera and stuff and i'm like you know what like i want a bigger better tv because this is how we spend our time um and it was just something we we really would talk about, and we were like, we are never do it. It seems so extravagant when you have a TV that works just fine. Um, and then we did it. We were like, we're doing it. And, you know, and of course, our kids were like, you're what? <laughs> we're doing it. They're like, you've been talking about it forever. Um, yeah, and they're they, like, now that we moved out, you're doing it? <laughs> I know. Well, that's what they said about the dog. Um, but... But um, I don't know. It brought us so much joy, like just having this brand new TV for the last like two weeks. Um, it's so much better, and what's amazing is, um, it's not just that it's bigger. It's like the, the actual rent. Like our last TV wasn't four K. Um, so having that, but being able to see everything on the screen, which sounds silly, but like you know how everything is filmed really dark now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> all of a sudden, I could see everything happening in the dark. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, like, it's not like most TV shows are just black. <laughs> like There's actually <laughs> things happening in the dark room. It's so um, funny,
1: because I, I went on the treadmill yesterday, and I hate going on the treadmill. And I had, there were a couple of Netflix shows that I've wanted to watch forever. And I don't do it because like, I have the TV on all the time. It's not that I don't watch TV, but I have it on with things that I don't have to sit there and watch. Like, you know, Rebecca, you have your laundry folding shows. Yeah. <laughs> I I needed that kind of a situation. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to watch Queen's Gambit unless I do it on the treadmill. And I got down there yesterday and I only brought my phone. I couldn't see anything. Right. Everything was so dark. <laughs> like, I, I need to, like, get a bigger, brighter screen to watch this show because it is so dark.
0: Isn't that funny? It's like, it's a thing. I mean, it's really a thing. So anyway, that's that's my long-winded way of selling people like, yeah, I don't know. That's I. There's going to be like a lot of lessons from the pandemic kind of thing. I think this was like an interesting year to think about what you wanted to bring forward because of course there's so much you don't want to bring forward um, well, into 2021.
1: I mean, another thing that I would like to bring forward, um, we gave a lot more money to charity this year, this past year. I did um, too. That's yeah. so interesting. So I think, much. I think, I think it was a combination realize... of not spending as much money on other things. Like, you know, like you were saying, like travel and tickets to theater, you know, so we had a little extra. We were very lucky that the pandemic didn't affect our jobs. Um, but on the other hand, we were way more aware of how many people were affected, you know, seeing those, those lines of people picking up food. Um, and it's not like that didn't exist before. But it really just seemed to hit a whole lot more people. So the combination of being more aware of it and it being worse and us having more disposable income, you know, we, we need to keep doing that. Um, and, I, and I think that was probably true for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, people I who were so.
1: fortunate in the, in the last year,
2: more kindness, we need more kindness and more empathy.
0: Yeah, I think also um, for me, one of the things too was not meeting friends for meals. And mm-hmm. meeting them for activities. You guys were like, the last friends that I met for a meal yes. in a restaurant. Yes <laughs> you too and like it's, right. so interesting to me is how nice it is like I have my one of my really good friends we basically have breakfast once or once every other week um either once a week once every week at the diner like that's what we do we go to the diner we see Tim Gunn having his call I wonder where he <laughs> is what's Tim Gunn doing um <laughs> he's not at the diner um but so instead we met we just would bring coffee like that we made at home and I brought tea and we'd go to the park and we walked for 45 minutes in just through the park and then we'd sit on a bench for a little while and then we'd go but like it was so nice it was so much nicer than sitting and just eating like rubbery scrambled eggs on an English muffin um which I also do miss I love the diner and I'm so fearful of the diner closing for good but um you know my niece and nephew like we met, them, we met them in Rockefeller Park in the state park and went hiking with them instead of like going out to brunch on Sunday. It was so nice. I'm like, why don't we do this all the time? <laughs> like, so that is something I want to carry forward. I think having like activities with people that so it's not always around food um, is something I definitely want to continue. It was really like lovely.
1: It's so funny because I'm having the opposite reaction because so much of my social life was around food that has to be around food, like meeting every month with my cookbook club. Right. So we had to find, like for months and months, we just didn't do it. And then in the summer, when the numbers were so low that it seemed a little safer, we did picnics in the park where we, you know, we spread out blankets and sat far away and, and um, did that a few times. And then uh, we had one in my backyard when, you know, there was like a, a random 59-degree day So now we're all kind of looking at the calendar, you know, like, okay, guys, if there's like a 60 degree day in the middle of February, you're in my backyard. You know, it's, it's, I crave those so much now just being, we had people over, not people, we had two, we had uh, two really good friends over on New Year's Day to celebrate New Year's in my backyard It was 40 degrees. I am so looking forward to being able to hang out indoors with friends. That's Yeah, we just did that with my
0: sister. We were outside freezing our butts off eating bagels because I had to see my mom. Like, it's just ridiculous. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like it's a combination. Like, I don't want to just default to meeting people for food anymore. But I also, yeah, I I really (laughs) like... I really just want to feel normal when eating with people. That's, I think, my big thing.
1: Not feel like you're taking a huge risk.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, All right. Anything else that we're pulling forward into the new year, ladies?
2: No, that sounds good enough. That's good enough. That's good enough.
0: I think we all need right.
2: to just really have realistic expectations here. It's all about managing expectations. Yes,
0: I will tell you that I will be getting the vaccine the second I can. My dad is oh fully God, fa- yeah. vaccinated. So I'm happy about that. Oh, my mom is about wonderful. to get her
1: second one. She's a nurse.
0: It's awesome. So that's at least some progress. But um all right. Well, that was a lot. That's some good intentions. I'm, I'm excited that we were able to pull some good out of 2020 to bring forward. Who knew? Um, and we will be right back with our Bites of the Week. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, what do you have?
1: I have a bite that's going to lead to another bite. So um, I watched this really great series, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago called Tales from the Green Valley. And it's a British documentary, and um, i trying to remember where I watched it. It was probably Netflix, but I'll, I'll put a link in our, in our uh, Netflix or Amazon. I forget. But anyway, it's called Tales from the Green Valley, and it's a series about some – these people who basically live on a farm as if they're in, you know, olden times, and they have to do – everything according to how things would have been done then so you know only tools that existed then and you know they can only buy things that existed then and they had to to dress like and eat like they were living back then it was really cool um but the one thing that I kind of missed from it um was that the people who were who were in it were like archaeologists like this is what they study you know, so like the chance to go back to the 1600s and live like they did in the 1600s. This was their dream. Like oh they were God. loving this. Were they all
0: men? No, no,
1: they, they weren't. <laughs> it, and and it was funny because one of the things that was surprising was just like how much um, like some of the gender stuff didn't line up the way I thought it would. Like women had to work hard um, physically. And well, I guess everybody did back then. Like there was just so much physical work to do. Um, so it was great, but they were like like things that might have made other people, like normal people, miserable. They were just so into it. So I recommend that series. It's a lot of fun to watch. Um, but what it reminded me of was 1900 House. Yes. That's what Do I was Remember that? that? Yes. It was- What is so- that? Oh, my God. It was, it on, was like PBS, on PBS like so yes. long ago and i remember watching it on tv and it was basically taking a modern day british family and throwing them into a house and making them live like they were in the 1900s and they were miserable for a lot of it like it was like it was just such a hard way to live when you're used to modern conveniences but it was so fun and um so i i i've been looking for ways to watch that again and it's not easy um, you can watch it on YouTube, but because it's such an old show, the resolution is just so bad. Like if you're, yeah, if you're used to watching like you know 4K, um, your eyes are going to hurt. But uh, you know it's it's available on Amazon for sale for a lot of money, but you can buy it used on VHS for a lot less money. Um, it's hard to. I I hesitate to even recommend this. You might be able to use a VPN if you know how to do that to watch it. It's not
0: on like on demand on PBS, like on their streaming platform.
1: I haven't found it, but I'm not done researching. Like if I can find an easy way for you to watch it, I think YouTube for right now is the easiest way. Um, and even with the bad resolution, I still think it's worth it because it was it was such a great show. That's
0: I never, what I, I asked you about if they were all men, because that's what I remember from that show is all the women being like, you've got to be fucking kidding. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is women's life sucked with yeah, like, the washboards. Th- I
1: remember the one oh. woman like they were they were supposed to be kind of an upper middle class family. Yes. And she was like, I'm realizing that you could dedicate the entire day to putting out a, like a decent dinner and that was all yeah. <laughs> you could do for that entire day
0: yeah because it, it was just so hard yeah and it
1: would take a whole day to cook that dinner oh that's yeah. and it. prepare
0: it yeah yeah crazy all right Andrea what do you okay have? so um
2: for the holidays I um, got a couple of new kitchen products um Ooh. for an article that I was writing on um best kitchen gift ideas, which I can send a link to. But I got some new things that I tried. And one of them, you know, I don't use a crock pot or slow cooker very often. And mostly because a lot of the recipes I want start with sear the meat. And as soon as you say (laughs) sear the meat, it means I have to take out another pan. (laughs) I have to sear the meat. The Instapot. You can do it in the Instapot. But, But that's an Instapot. This is a slow cooker. So, and I don't want to have to wash another pan, and I don't want to have to stand there and do it. That's the whole point of a slow cooker. You put everything in one pot, and that's that. I want to set it and forget it. So Hamilton Beach has something called the sear and cook, and the aluminum insert can be used to sear the meat on the
1: stovetop. Oh, that's genius.
2: It's genius. It is genius. So I can sear the meat. It's high, you know, the sides are high. So now I'm also not worried about splattering all over the stovetop, which is why I hate cooking hamburgers or steak or meat inside. I love doing it on the grill. You can sear the meat. You can put it in the oven. You can put it on the stovetop. And when you're done searing, you put the insert right into the base of the slow cooker. And that's it. Then you can put all your stuff in and cook. And this has been life changing for me. It's so smart. And that's the pot great. can go in the dishwasher. It's Ooh. all of $55 on Amazon or Hamilton Beach. And it's six quart capacity. So it's pretty much like I would never put a four pound roast or chicken in, but you could do that if you wanted to. But for things that because I love things that have that kind of crispy outside (laughs) Um, and usually my slow cooker meals just turn into mush, you know, so I'm so excited about this.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, I know, aren't you always like, really sear it? Is it really going to make a difference? (laughs) (laughs) And it does. Even the vegetarian knows that it does. That is
1: two steps, and I'm not doing two steps. (laughs) Well, you'll do the two steps. You just won't do them in two pots. I won't
2: have the extra pot to wash and the extra stove mess to clean up. So. They have, a
0: cooking, they have a series on the New York Times cooking app called um, One Pot Meals Because You're the Dishwasher. Right. That <laughs> <laughs> is great. That, that sort of reminds me of. Um, all right. My Bite This Week is an article I actually just posted to Facebook because I found this so fascinating. My husband was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, this is fascinating. It's called The Man Who Turned Credit Card Points Into an Empire.
1: Mm, points and guy? So,
0: It's about points guy, Brian Kelly, and how he created this empire about maximizing credit card rewards. That's what the first couple paragraphs are about. The actual article, and I I guess they called it this title because they thought that would be like the clickbait. The article is actually this incredibly in-depth exploration of how the points economy happened and evolved and how it really works, and it is... One of the most fascinating things you will ever read, if you're at all interested in like, I want to say economics, but that sounds really dry, but it truly is a shadow economy. (laughs) And the way it works is insane. And how regressive it is, is insane, which you never think about. But how much um, more money people without credit cards pay for things Mm -hmm. than people with credit cards, I did not know. Um, but basically people who pay cash or use their debit cards are subsidizing people who earn points um, because items are more expensive because merchants bake in the fee they pay to credit card companies into the price of things. Right. So that's why items are more expensive. So when you pay credit, you earn that back basically through rewards points or cash back or whatever your credit card gives you. But if you're paying cash – you're actually paying more. I don't know, the whole thing is incredible. It has the history of like how Diners Club was like the first one to do this and then how American Airlines became the frequent flyer. I mean, it is, I can't even tell you, it is so fascinating. Um, It goes way beyond the points guy. He's actually just the little way into the article, but then it becomes about this entire subculture of people who spend like uh, hours and hours a week um, figuring out how to maximize Points.
1: I can't wait to read that.
0: It is so good. I, I I literally just kept reading parts out loud. My husband's like, Oh my God, what is wrong with you? I'm like, listen to this. <laughs> I'm like, this I'm like you will never look at your credit cards the same way again. And you will never look at frequent flyer miles the same way. Like it, the whole thing is insane. So anyway, it's in the New York times. Um, I think it's probably will be in this Sunday's New York times magazine, but it's already up online. Um, and we'll link to it on our show page. And that is our show for today. You can find links to everything we talked about on our show site, ParentingBytes.com, and on Facebook.com slash ParentingBytes. We have links to all the episodes and you can leave us comments, questions, suggestions. Let us know what you are intending to bring forward Mm -hmm. into 2021, if resolutions work for you. And if they do, like, who are you and how do they work? (laughs) Because I'm fascinated. And until then, Happy New Year. Happy parenting. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever you are listening to us. And until next time, happy parenting. Bye. 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 Hey, this is our Parenting Bytes disclaimer. Everything we talk about on the show is our own opinion. Any products we recommend, it's our own personal recommendation for entertainment purposes only. If you buy something through our affiliate links or you just happen to buy or see or read or watch something that we've recommended, it's at your own risk.